Welcome back to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where myself, or Art, if they're on this, uh, on an episode, and a guest, go through the official handbook of the Marvel, Marvel Universe, Marnel, Marvel Universe, and talk about the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name's Perry, and with me this week, it's an alien from a different, just universe altogether. It's Eric the Whiskey Mutant. How you doing? Hey, thanks buddy. for letting me be on here. Yeah, so um, Art needed to take a take a day off from the show, and so they. Oh, this is that show you do with Art the Clown. Yes, and um, oh, I know exactly what Art's doing. I'm not allowed to speak too much about Art because yeah, I understand they're currently under investigation. Yeah. Uh, however, I with me joining Alphabet Flight, there was always this chance that I was going to have to take over some hosting duties. Uh, every now and then and so this is the first instance of that uh, and i had to bring on my co-host from uh, the other podcast that i do this is my bourbon podcast which you can go listen to on uh, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts it's probably on the podcast app that you're listening to alphabet flight on right now right so yeah. go and check that out uh today eric we're going to be talking about burrito do you oh, know yeah. much about burrito a little bit I had to, uh, when you told me who we were talking about, I kind of refreshed a little bit. And I know she's hot. <laughs> to me. <laughs> to me, at least. Yeah. Hey, look. Something I, about bird women that just get me. Really? Yeah. Name some other bird women that you find attractive. Uh, Big Bird's sister? I'm pretty sure canonically she's like four. Um, <laughs> no, the older sister. Okay. Daisy Duck? Yeah, she's seven. <laughs> Daisy Duck. She's hot. Okay. Um... No, that's a hot rap. girl. Hot girl. Yeah, yeah, she's hot. Um, the Phoenix. Oh, the yeah. entity, the Phoenix. Well, both in the Marvel universe, Jean Grey and you know the Phoenix itself. But Fair yeah, bird girls, bird yeah. women. So real name Berit, approximation of her fur, of uh, her name in human language actually alias is Bird Woman. Uh, no dual identity, though Earth's general populace does not believe she is an extraterrestrial. She is an, a filmmaker and a techno artist, naturally. Born on the planet Krylor, third planet from the star Aceta in the Andromeda galaxy. Uh, she is uh, of Krylor, Krylorian, I guess. No known relatives, no group affiliation, and she is an unrevealed, educated person. Now, here's where things get a little bit interesting. There are two first appearances of Barit in the Marvel Universe. The first one uh, is considered a fictional account. That's in Rampaging Hulk number one, uh, which, by the way, that cover... Holy crap, this cover is so good. It's hard, man. That yeah, man. hard right it, there. It looks like an old, like, war propaganda yeah. poster. Getting shot with a back freaking, like, bazooka thing there. Yeah, so we have some uh, some text on the on the cover as well. All new pulse pounding first issue action in the Marvel Manor. Uh $1. <laughs> um really cool cover though. Drawn by uh Ken Barr and then the actual first appearance of Barit. Uh got to make sure that these dates are right as well. Yeah, so this was actually 5 years after Rampage and Hulk number 1. This was Incredible Hulk volume 1 number 269. Nice. Um, that looks more like a uh comic book cover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh The Incredible Hulk faces the Hulk Hunters. Ooh. Uh no price. Free. Interestingly enough. Free comic book day. Um I like the other cover quite a bit better. This one definitely has all of this weird, like, negative space background where nothing is happening. 
Uh, but that's pretty typical of, you know, comics up until the early 80s, I would say. Um, but that being said, I mean, not a bad looking cover. Just could be better. Oof. Rampage and Hulk. I need that as a poster for sure. All right. So Berit is a native to Krylora world ruled by democratic republics. Uh, Krylorians have developed advanced technology and techniques, including interstellar starships, psionically controlled machinery and molecular scale manipulation, transmutation and robotics. Um, they have technology for pretty much everything. So modern Krylorians live passionate, but unambitious lives obsessed with techno artist films. Uh, which you said was one of your favorite things. The fact that, yeah, like her occupation and they, she's making documentaries and all this stuff. Like it's just so out of like left field for me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, bored with the, the kind of basic life that she was living on Krylor. Barit used her star eye to scan distant worlds and uh, coming across earth. She viewed the gamma bomb explosion that transformed Bruce Banner into the Hulk. Uh, in observing his earliest adventures, she used her star eye to create fictional exploits of the Hulk in which she traveled to Earth and aided him uh, against an invasion by fictional warlike Krylorian attackers. The movie was part one of her series, The Life and Times of the Incredible Hulk. See, that needs to be remade right I would now. love that. Barit's film outgrossed any film ever made in the Krylor system. <laughs> Earning her seven droolies, the equivalent of an Earth Oscar. She got seven Oscars for this movie. So if she's an alien and like, imagine the movies that they're making, like we get Avatar, but she just gets humans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> humans too. <laughs> she would totally be. Alien, uh, alien is just called Earthlings. Yeah. Earthlings. <laughs> Earthlings two. Yeah. Earthling three. Uh, and it made her wealthy enough to pursue her first love, techno art. For about a decade, Barit observed the Hulk's exploits, weaving them into new fictional adventures and she made the humans in her movie symbols of everything Krylor was not and never would be. Passionate, powerful, volatile, and anarchistic. And anarchistic? I don't know. Uh, the public's hunger for more films frustrated her as they ignored her latest, more innovative techno art creations. She tried to satisfy both her audience and herself, but eventually felt she was growing stale. Hmm. Um, I love the fact that we just have a tortured artist yeah, alien. This is real life right <laughs> character. now. Character <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Non-fictional character that's fictional yeah. in Marvel right now. Wanting to know the true Hulk, Barit ignored Entertainment Code six uh, three. I guess uh, it's in Roman numerals, but with a dash in the middle, which expressly forbade Krylorian techno artists from ever actually engaging alien life forms in the creation of their art and traveled to Earth via hyperspace in her ship. Uh, Barit arrived at one of Bruce Brand Bruce Banner's Bruce Banner's desert laboratory shortly after the Hulk had departed to oppose the Galaxy Master, and she found Betty Ross with Rick Jones, who had given himself gamma radiation in trying to gain superpowers to aid the Hulk. Uh, Barit initially refused to aid Rick because she wished for, uh, for her new film to be a documentary, but Betty convinced her that it would be bad to have one of the stars die early on. Uh, so Barit used her life support spider to stabilize Rick. <laughs> Such a typical, like, old school comic book <laughs> premise there. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to follow the rules. Don't kill the boy. Don't kill the boy. But I also happen to have a life-saving spider on me right now. Uh, so she told Betty that she had made a film with Rick and the Hulk years ago. But after Rick told Betty he'd never seen Barit before, she revealed that she had created the film from afar. And via her banshee mask... Uh, Barit transported herself, Rick, and Betty to Gamma Base, and shortly thereafter, the Hulk, now possessing Banner's intellect, 
arrived and used his gamma projector to drain Rick's radiation. Barit was ecstatic to observe the Hulk up close and introduced herself to Banner, but he brushed her aside to try to make amends with Betty, who was distraught that Banner was now happy as the Hulk, ruining her plans for a normal life with, uh, with him. Oh. While the vengeance-seeking UFOs ambushed and defeated the Hulk via gamma negative rays that turned him back into Banner, Barit used her insulosphere to protect herself, Rick, and Betty from the battle, and Barit had to slap Betty to convince her Dang. to remain with Banner, uh, at least until they had saved him. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, also, I'm just noticing she has three fingers. I look at her feet there, too. Ah, oh, she's got two, two toes. Yep. Uh, Barit sent her defend droids to distract the UFOs long enough to uh, allow her to use energy eaters to cut Banner from the energy draining power grid on which he was imprisoned. The Hulk defeated the UFOs, but Barit's defend droids and Star Eye were destroyed in the process. While Betty split up with Banner, Barit used her Banshee mask to give her creations a burial in space and then brought the Hulk to New York, where he successfully, successfully, um, <laughs> New Zealand, successfully. successfully appealed for amnesty. No, now I'm Russian uh, due to his newfound self-control. Uh, the megalomaniacal leader discovered Barit's star eye and used it to fake an attack by spaceships on Washington, D.C. during the Hulk's amnesty ceremony. And Barit recognized the Krylorian ships as those she had created in her movie, but was unable to share this with anyone uh, because uh, the excitement of the Hulk's teaming with the other heroes uh, to aid against the attackers, followed by the Hulk's acceptance parade. And as the media swamped Banner in the following days, Barit placed him inside her spatial distorter so she could sneak him out. But even their <laughs> their dinner out was ruined by the paparazzi. Typical, typical TMZ. Banner angrily turned into the Hulk and left, but Barit caught up to him and calmed him, and the two shared a romantic night in Central Park. Oh. I do it in the park. Barit. <laughs> nice. I like her more, more as we go. Apparently. What them two toes do. Anyway, Barit <laughs> offered to help Banner adjust to his new life, but she and Rick were then abducted by the leader's humanoids and taken to his orbiting Omnivac. Um, Omnivac? Yeah. Based despite the Hulk's efforts. Uh, using a Quinjet from the Avengers, the Hulk reached Omnivac, where after refusing to join forces with the leader, he was overpowered by the humanoids as he was unable to generate sufficient rage to combat their malleable forms. I thought the Hulk was always angry. Well, you know, when you got a uh, hot bird woman around, <laughs> you're not that angry all the time. Hot bird lady. Hot bird lady make Hulk. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk smash Hulk, hot bird lady. <laughs> Hulk happy. Hulk smash. Uh, considering the Hulk no longer a threat, the leader beamed the Hulk, Rick, and Barit back to Earth. Their former apartment leveled in the previous battle. The Hulk and Barit accepted an offer from Tony Stark to stay at the Avengers Mansion, but when, for security reasons, Iron Man refused to allow her to use her new miniature Star Eye to film them, she became irate and departed, noting that art was more important than petty security concerns. Interesting. Uh, hooking up with producer. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> this is just twists this and turns. Is, this is made. This is perfect for a yeah. Disney Disney show. Yeah, right. Yeah, hooking up. Yeah, um, sexy bird ladies. Uh, yeah, hooking up with the producer Harvey Keck. Uh, you don't want to get kecked. No, by the way, never. It's one never of the worst things you can get. Yeah, uh, Barit released the Life and Times of the Incredible Hulk at a Manhattan cinema in New Dimensive Dimension Vision. Like Vision. Yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, she attended its opening and encountered Rick Jones, who asked how she could capitalize on the Hulk, but she turned away, commenting that without the Hulk, he was nothing. 
Breed's next movie, Galactic Attack, met with picketers as her techniques didn't require the use of actors or other human workers, but eager fans pushed aside the picketers and rushed in to see the film, just as Keck had predicted. Uh, Keck assuaged her worries uh, about costing people employment, noting that it was simple competition. And when she said she wanted to tell the story of the real Hulk, he told her to forget reality because it wouldn't sell. Now living in Hollywood, Barit lamented that she wanted to be regarded as a serious artist, serious artist, excuse me, uh, but was always forced to pander to the public's taste. It seems probable that her fortunes fell and rose with the many changes in the Hulk himself, though her current whereabouts and activities are unrevealed. Now they wanted to make sure that we knew too that Barit's Hulk film mirrors reality 7711, in which uh, she met the Hulk shortly after his battle with the Metal Master and aided him against uh, Krylorian invaders. During which time, they encountered the gurg- uh, gurgoyle, the gargoyle, the original X Men, the Metal Master, Namor the Submariner, the Soul Shade, uh, and Ant Man, Iron Man, Thor, and the Wasp. I got a question. Okay. <laughs> How? How do you have a question after that very in depth report on okay. Barit? First off, I'm looking at her stats here. She's 5'8 and 67 pounds. 67 pounds? It's an estimate. Look at the picture. Yeah, she's. She's got curves. I mean, she looks like she, she's legit. She ain't no 67 pounds, and I'm not trying to be mean. There ain't no way. No. No. I, I think what it is is that where she's missing fingers and toes. Oh, they're taking off weight for that? Yeah. All right. Did she get canceled? I don't know. It kind of sounds like it. Because I think film, she... filming the Hulk with her star eyes without <laughs> permission and consent, I think people just ripped it apart afterwards. Yeah, like, it sounds about right. She had like some fame and fortune. She played the movie. Then, you know, you know, just how modern day times are, you know, eventually people found out that she didn't have consent. She totally got canceled. It sounds like it. And she's probably going to be in a reality show. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, she is five foot eight, 67 pounds. That is an estimate. Uh, no hair, but has red eyebrows and her eyes are red. Uh, abilities and accessories as a Krylorian Barit has a number of traits typical to their avian mammalian semi-humanoid physique. That was a mouthful. Hmm. Including highly porous or hollow bones, a musical trilling voice, two fingers, and a thumb on each hand, two toes on each foot, red irises, and a deep pink skin color. Barit is a highly talented techno artist able to create via undefined means a large number of constructs and artificial life forms under her psychic control or even imbued with some degree of sentience. She's a skilled filmmaker. (laughs) Well written. Yeah. Uh, Her spatial distorter or bag of tricks is a carrying case for her creations. It accesses or contains a pocket dimension composed of near infinite space with items or even people reducing in size to fit through its opening and increasing in size upon removal. Her banshee mask can convert into a large ship capable of carrying several passengers and flying at great speeds through air, space, or water. Named for the piercing whale it makes in flight, it is powered by thought and she usually maintains direct contact to control it, though she can guide it remotely and will often separate from it after providing initial instructions. Her star eyes are animated in entertainment modules capable of recording events, including visual, auditory, tactile, olfactory, and gustatory sensations that left one's taste uh, as well as extrapolating fictional narratives based upon their observations and projecting convincing illusions against the same perceptions her defend droids though apparently not designed as weapons can track and battle others her energy eaters are akin to flying scissors cutting through solid material and or energy her insula sphere grows to surround and protect others from outside attacks 
and her life support spider is a mobile slash walking stasis device. Look at this picture. He Rick Rick looks like he's getting eaten by the spider. That spider's looking way too evil. About he broke it his neck. I mean, that's not his neck's not supposed to bend that way. Too far back. Uh, Barita is usually accompanied by her pet Sturkey, a small artificial life form of her creation that she describes as a molecular scrambler. He converts one form of matter to another or into energy and vice versa. Sturkey is quite durable and can also levitate, consume, and or dematerialize large objects and exert a calming influence on contact as well as probably performing other feats. Oh, Not yet. Maybe that's sir. why the Hulk wasn't mad. Maybe so. Yeah, Sturkey. Oh, she drugged him. Look at him. He's uh... He doesn't look calm at all. He looks scared and anxious. And yeah. a mo- he's got a mohawk. He looks like he's got a tail too. He looks like the Little Miss characters. Oh yeah, you know he kind of looks like a demon Eminem yeah. person. Um, so that's about it for Barit. But uh, I have to ask you, Eric, because we do have to do a little bit of trivia. Okay. Uh, how many Krylorian equivalent Oscars did Barit win for the Life and Times of the Incredible Hulk? Or Are we talking about what she won on her planet or when she brought it to Earth? What she won on her planet. Her planet. Yes. Um. Uh, she won five. She won seven. Seven? Seven. I could have swore it was five. Nope. I thought it was best director, best film writer, <laughs> best videographer, cinematographer, cinematographer best... Um, best vest. Best and best, best soundtrack. Yeah. What else is there? Uh, I don't know, but uh, it All does... It costumes. Does sure. Barit's film outgrossed any film ever made in the Crylor system. Ever made. Ever. Earning her seven droolies, the equivalent of an Earth Oscar. Uh, that is about it. Eric, where can people find you on social media if they would like to follow you or learn more about what it is that you do on this yeah. mobile Uh You can go to uh, Instagram or TikTok. You can follow me at Whiskey Mutant. Um, like I said, I'm uh, not like I said, like Perry said, I'm on This Is My Bourbon Podcast with Perry. Hey. Um, so I'm on um, the Facebook group over on um, This Is My Bourbon Podcast Facebook. Um, I show up on at my bourbon pod social media. Um, but yeah, at whiskey mutant, I'm pairing whiskey and snacks and I like to talk about anime and different things on there. Uh, love comic books and movies. So send me a message. If you ever want to talk about anything or if you want me to pair an anime or a comic book with a bourbon, like, Hey, I'm your guy. There you go. Uh, and you can also follow the show itself at alphabet flight. If you want to follow me, I'm at P 1792 and at my bourbon pod. That is the bourbon podcast. I uh, social media account. I uh, you can leave us a five star rating and review on your podcast app of choice, and of course that does help us shoot up in the algorithm. And I think that's about it. Did she Support wear normal Patreon. clothes? I don't think so. Just like, that here she is time? with the banshee mask. Um, here uh, she is standing next to. She's I mean, her. this is on Earth. Yeah, right. She's just wearing that the whole time. Apparently, she probably could have could at least got an appropriate gown for the Oscars. Sixty seven pounds. That ain't no way. No way. All right. That does it for this uh, episode. We'll see you real soon. But until then, may Kanchu guide and protect you through all your nightly travels.